the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And good Sunday afternoon. I am not Milton Glick. I am uh, Barry Best sitting in for Milton Glick, who is on special assignment this weekend. And as we mentioned yesterday, Milton is at accordion camp in Nashville, Tennessee, writing a new composition for the open of the show. So he will be back next week, and I'm sure he'll tell you all about it. But joining me on the porch here at Millburgers at 1604 and Bulverde Road is Dr. Calvin Finch. And looky, looky, looky. It's Dr. Jerry Parsons. I made it today. You made it. Got no no traffic problems. We don't have to have a traffic report. We're no, all good. No. We're all good. I was very I was very upset yesterday. Yes, <laughs> but thank you for being here. The, so I left an hour. You early. left an hour early, and you got here like half hour early. I but like I, that. I left about a half an hour, uh, a half almost an hour early yesterday. So sixteen oh four and two eighty one. It's not so much a mess anymore. I don't think. I think it's pretty good out there today. Oh, is it? I think so. It, 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 I don't know. I didn't get off my route. Uh, <laughs> four ten two eighty one. Then yeah, oh. mine coming from the radio station is two eighty one four ten to here. So yeah, it was pretty so that, pretty good. That worked. But I looked what I saw on the other side of the road. It was. You today? Know, this, uh, no, not today. No, I yesterday. Didn't, I didn't notice yeah. today. But. No, today was pretty normal. I, there's some. They're doing more construction up on the 281-1604 overpass, so that's what the problem was. Oh, that's what it is. Not today. Everybody's in church or getting out of church, so now is the time where it's probably going to get pretty busy. But if you're in your car and you want to uh, maybe head on over, you know, it's a little um, Pacific Northwest-ish kind of weather again, some misty rain and clouds, but people are here at Millburgers at 1604 and Bulverde Road, open until 5 o'clock today. We're on the air until 2, taking your calls at 210-308-8867. Is it it the 11th? It is the 11th. Today's the last day that the coupon people can get pick up their plants. Oh, from uh, saws. Saws, saws, right? So do that. So I suspect we'll have some. So if you're listening and you think, oh, i got to do that, you better do it before 5 o'clock today. But better yet, come on out and see the doctors in person. There's no waiting line. There's it's just one room. You don't have to wait. And they've got the uh, saws plants arranged, uh, all of them together, so you can kind of take a big picture. And then they've got them, of course, throughout the nursery, too, So, and marked. So relatively easy, but... Uh, it's uh, an extensive. You what? You need 15 plants, I think, Jerry. So it does take a little time to pick. You, you have to have all 15. Well, you have to have 15 different plants. You don't oh, have okay. to. 
You have to have the oh okay from the from the thirty or so that they offer. But you have to have fifteen. Yeah. yeah okay. All right. So again, two ten three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven and. Uh, Dr. Jerry, what do you got to, to start us out with today? We're going to expect Tracer on the porch here any minute, too. Yeah. I want to mention to everybody that I have reworked the front page of PlantAnswers.com, and uh, I've replaced it with a did Christmas, you, uh, Christmassy pictures. Oh, did you? I, I thought maybe you thought of that while you were waiting in traffic yesterday. No. <laughs> did you put a picture of me up there? No. Oh, I, I don't that, have a picture of you. Well, I'll send you one. You can put it up there for uh, next time. Okay. It might get lost on the way. <laughs> in cyberspace. I put poinsettias up there. Yeah? Uh, on the front page uh, in the gallery. Some pretty poinsettia pictures because I bet next week we'll ask Trace when he gets here. They they all start sending the poinsettias out a week before, Christmas, before Thanksgiving. So uh, they they should be coming into the nurseries pretty soon. Do you do you all since you are the experts? Mm-hmm. What's the um, significance of poinsettias in Christmas time? Is there anything, or is it just a Christmassy looking plant? I've, it's I've a always, Christmassy looking plant. I've always wondered if there was a specific reason why poinsettias were like dedicated to Christmas. No, they're they're red. They're different colors and. Kind of like the blue bonnets are different colors. Yeah, Can yeah. We go there again. There you go. Yeah, okay. Uh, but uh, of course, <laughs> yeah. red is the most uh, most popular one. And then we see that the they're getting all ready for the Christmas trees too. Yeah, uh, which yeah. Red, which sure. are, should be here soon. And also for Thanksgiving on on plantanswers.com, I put the re- recipes recipes under topics of the month. Which recipe? Did he get by? <laughs> I, I think he's uh, made enough noise. I can still hear him. Recipes for what? Recipes for pecan pie. Oh. Haven't you heard of Milton's famous pecan pie? That uh, Yeah, he keeps bragging about we, it. We, we sent uh, thousands of recipes, and we only had two people that uh, found a problem with the recipes. That was my daughter and Milton. What was the problem? Well, uh, I, I, at that time, I didn't have the uh, pie size of pie pan to use. Oh. And, and, Mil- and Milton found that if you just left the oven on at high indefinitely, it started on fire. <laughs> so I wrote, I wrote a little deal. Yeah, use it as a heater, too. <laughs> <laughs> to take the pecan pie. When you see flames coming out of the oven. It's done. <laughs> it's done. <laughs> but oh. the, the good thing about that pecan pie is that uh, you can burn the pecans on the top and just scrape those off and eat it as a buttermilk pie. So so it's a buttermilk pecan pie. Oh, but don't. That's blasphemy. Yes. It's so good with the pecans on there. Not burn up. <laughs> Well, don't burn them. Not charcoal. (laughs) Not charcoal. Um, Around my neck of the woods, the tradition of the biggest, um, the uh, most popular kind of pie is mincemeat pie. Yeah. Did you have that up in Minnesota? We had that, but that was certainly not my favorite. Oh, it was mine. Oh, it's just something. And it's only like that really only comes out like uh, Thanksgiving, but more Christmas Uh in my family anyways. My mom had the best recipe. Well, yeah, we had pumpkin pie. Oh, yeah, pumpkin pie. But... Mincemeat was something, there was something about that, I tell you what. 
Put that on plan answers for the recipe. Yeah, I'm, I'll get right on okay, that. Okay, thank you. But anyway, there's a lot of recipes on there. Also, the uh, uh, lemon box pie recipe is on there from Tennessee. Who is the, where was the, which recipe do you use from the the woman in uh, Vine? That pecan pie. Okay. Yeah, because I remember when we were, you and I were given a presentation yeah. there, and uh, there she was, and you were having a dialogue with her. Yeah. Are you going to get any uh, Tennessee ham for the holidays? I I usually put I usually put that uh, up on our Christmas gifts. Okay. The ham but, ham. But you're getting get some, that. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Just wanted to make sure. Order. I can order it. They they uh, <laughs> they. Uh, Shrink wrap it now and, and send it through the mail. That old-fashioned, that old-fashioned, that old-fashioned ham. Yeah, gosh, that's kind of a, uh, contradictory, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's already cured. Yeah. You, you don't have to. What is it? All you, all you do is warm it up. Yeah. Well, what's it? What makes it different than any like ham that we would get around here? Like, what's the difference between? Like, is there something specific? It's salt cured. Salt okay. cured. So it, it's uh, it's a little bit salty. It makes it uh, worse for your health. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, what doesn't around the holiday? Uh, <laughs> really, really. We're talking pecan pie. <laughs> that would put me in There's a diabetic coma. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> uh, you need to start an insulin drip. Yeah, I'll just I'll just have it like I'll just have it as I'm eating. Just put it in. <laughs> Another ten units, please. But Sorry, it, I interrupted. Sorry. Anyway, uh, so that that's on. Uh, we'll talk more about that when we got Milton here to rag about burning the pecan pie. The, he he actually brought brought us one. You know when he first started food with pecan pie, he actually brought us a pie up here that had the burnt pecans. Oh, on it. He did. Oh, Milton. Uh, <laughs> I'm embarrassed to be a coworker. Well, but he's he, he's an expert now though. Through the years, he's. That's one of his specialties. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's an easy pie to make, and uh, and there's a lot of under that recipe section under the pecan recipes. Uh, there's a lot of recipes on there, but uh, under the pecan pie recipes, that I didn't realize there were so many different types of pecan pies. I, th- I thought the 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 main one is the one made with Cairo. Cairo. All you got, all you got to do is go to Luby's, right, and see like six different ver- selections. I didn't realize there were different varieties of pecan pie. Yeah, the, yeah. the degree of. Uh, Bet you there ain't no sugar-free pecan pie though. Oh no! Yeah, they're very high calorie. Very. Well, you, ten- could, you could use a sweetener for instead of sugar. Um, the, I think the for baking, I think Splenda is probably Splenda, the yeah, best. Is yeah. the probably the best yeah. one. Not that I'm a baker. By the way, uh, open lines two ten three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven, or come on down. Here's quite a few people here right now in Millburger sixteen oh four, and Balverde Road. We're open. Uh, the nursery's open till five. We're on the air here until two o'clock. Two ten three zero eight. 8867. So yesterday we were talking a lot about um, winter uh, plants and what and winter vegetables and whatnot. Maybe uh, we can kind of talk a little bit about that again and uh, some of the fertilizer that should be used at this time of the year for for planting. Well, we uh, 
we're into the spinach season now too. You know, we've talked about the the cyclamen and primula and pansies as uh, this November is the month to plant them, and spinach is the same in the same category in terms of uh, cold weather. They like a consistently cool weather. We're more likely to have that beginning in in November, and spinach is. Uh, well, we used to, in the old days we used to plant it by seed, but down here in this in this this climate, this soil, it's much harder to plant by seed than other places. So transplants are much easier, much more reliable, and you get a fast start. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, yeah the, the, you can almost see them growing over there yeah. in, on the benches. Uh, this kind, of, this is perfect weather for spinach. Other than the clear, the the drizzly, rainy. When I grew up, when I was growing up, my mom would boil the spinach, and I just, I just disliked spinach. Oh yeah. Until I had it in like a salad or a sandwich right. or something like that. Then you know. okay, yeah, I can take it in. But when yeah. it's boiled, it's like I just got the bad. Yeah. yeah. When we first started putting, when we first put spinach on the market as a, as a transplant, that's. Yeah. You know, it, it has, it has a bad rap. Yeah, bad now, rap. now I love it if it's not boiled. And, and the bad thing about it is kids were made to eat the spinach. And and you that's, know what? And it didn't make that. me look like Popeye either when I ate the spinach. <laughs> so that 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 made people swear that if they're never going to do it when they, when they got above, got the right age, they never eat spinach again. That's what I told my mom. I said yeah. when I get to be 18 and I can make my own decisions, I'm not eating spinach, beets. Um, Brussels sprouts, uh, <laughs> all um, right, parsnips, good man. all the good, all the good no, stuff. No, 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 no. Brussels yeah, sprouts. Man. <laughs> but I'm I, glad you threw that in. I do uh, like spinach in like a uh, sandwich. Oh or yeah, yeah, salad. Uh, I love spinach salad. I like it. I like it boiled, and I like oh, it. Oh, you man. Mean, uh, Calvin. You know, you go to Luby's or a cafeteria, <laughs> and they have the the uh, green beans from the can and the other green beans. I picked the green beans from the can rather than those. Uh, oh, uh, no. Yeah, the green beans. <laughs> Send your emails to Calvin, Dr. Calvin. Fink. It just brings, brings back fond memories of my growing up. My mother uh, worked all the time, and so we, that's, we had frozen. Our big deal on Saturdays was to go to the supermarket and pick our... Mm-hmm. Frozen dinners for oh. the week, or and uh, of course we always had canned, canned vegetables, but uh, it was good. Yeah, mom did a lot of canning for the winter. Oh, did she? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, she did a lot did. of canning. So we didn't have a whole lot of canned food unless it came from the basement. Uh, speaking of food, I I found my r- little sheet that I was looking for. So okay. I knew I'd printed it out. On the pecan pie. Okay, there you go. Uh, So uh, last year, I think it was last year, I added this to the pecan pie recipe. It says, for novice cooks such as Milton, (laughs) be sure to check the pie that is baking to remove the pie before the pecans on the top have blackened or burst into flames. (laughs) Also, this recipe fills a large 10-inch pie shell. If a smaller pie shell is used, the extra ingredients can be put in a drinking glass and drank for dessert. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm really not I'm, sure about that I'm, last part. And and you were talking about different kinds of pecan pie. You didn't realize it was. I didn't realize. 
Here's a list of pecan pies. Are you kidding me? I, we, I was trying to. We had a pecan pie usually that there was no <laughs> the um, bourbon pecan. The nuts, uh, there you go. There you go. The, the nuts were integrated into the. You know now a lot of the pecan pies have the the nuts on the top, but I, I always remembered it that was like a pumpkin pie, but with pecans, and it, you you know you didn't see the. You see one that you like? Pumpkin pecan pie would be good. Yeah. There's a rum. <laughs> Lots of drinking going on in this one. The class caramel pecan pie, honey pecan pie. That would be good. Upside down apple pecan pie. <laughs> uh, look looky here. Brandy pecan pie. There you go. Ooh, well, sour cream pecan pie. A lot of those are because <laughs> of the, the uh, it's hard to get pecans. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so they, they, so so they have to. They just use them as a uh, minor, relative I'm, minor. Pecan part. brittle. Well, I'm gonna uh, gonna take a break here. I'm gonna go get my insulin, so I'm ready for all these pecan pies. That, there you go. And uh, while honey, honey crunch pecan pie. Honey crunch pe- pecan put you in the pie. Grave. Yeah, that'll so put me in the grave. What did you call your pecan pie? Uh, Tennessee pecan pie. Uh, uh, no, it's from. Floresville. Oh, no, Divine. 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 Oh, that's good. Yeah. Divine pecan pie. All right. We're going to take a break. we still got open lines at uh, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. And uh, you can also come on down here to Millburgers. We're at the uh, on the porch here in the back, 1604 and Balverde Row. We're going to come right back here with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, myself, and your questions on Millburgers Gardening South Texas here on 930 AM, The Answer. from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bull Road. And now is the time to get over to Millburgers. Fall is for planting, and fall is a time to save at Millburgers. For instance, our best landscape shrubs like dwarf yopon holly, dwarf burford holly, waxleaf ligustrum, red tip photinia, and more are on sale in the three-gallon container, regularly $19.99, now just $11.88 while supplies last, and this is the final week. It's also the final week to save on perennials in the 
one-gallon container. Mexican heather, rosemary, salvia, lantana, regularly $6.99, now just $4.18. You'll save on shade trees, 30% off of 10, 15, and 30-gallon shade trees as well. Fruit trees are on sale in the five-gallon container, regularly $34.99, now just $24.88. You'll find savings on citrus trees, cyclamen, pansies, and much, much more at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bull Road. Investment advisory services offered through Pax Financial Group. What if you knew in advance the money decisions you'd have to face this year and next? And better yet, how to make the right choices? Well, I've got just the book for you. After years of experience and a deep passion to inspire others, my friend Daryl Lyons has authored his third book, 18 to 80, A Simple and Practical Guide to Money and Retirement for All Ages. It's endorsed by Dave Ramsey. If you want to know more, get 18 to 80 at Amazon.com or PaxFinancialGroup.com, and it's available right now. 9.30 a.m. The Answer thanks you for supporting our great sponsors and some have incredible offers right now in the marketplace, including Surveillance Solutions. Your home or business can get a state-of-the-art Surveillance Solutions security package that includes a 4K high-def color camera, 8-channel 4K network video recorder, monitors, installation, and more. Valued at $9,000 right now for only $5,000. Exclusively on the Marketplace page at 930amtheanswer.com. This is Mark Sadowski for Mark Sadowski Jewelers. I want to talk to you about family, cherished memories, and history. Look in your dresser drawer and you'll find a ring that was grandma's, a stick pin that was grandpa's, a necklace that was mother's. These are cherished pieces that bring back memories and love. The problem is they don't fit into your wardrobe and lifestyle. That's where we come in. At Mark Sadowski Jewelers, we can use the gems from your family's history and transform them into a piece of jewelry that does fit your wardrobe and lifestyle. You can then enjoy telling your friends and family that this ring has mother's diamond grandpa's ruby but it was made for me mark sadowski jewelers takes pride in redesigning your family treasures and memories into something that's made for you and the best part is you contribute the ideas that will make it yours mark sadowski jewelers a family tradition since 1933 that's 85 years call us at 210-377-1818 that's 210-377-1818 Bodhi Taney, author of the incredible best-selling Zion Chronicles and Zion Covenant series, returns to the setting of Israel in On the Mountain of the Lord, the first book in the new series, The Elijah Chronicles. In On the Mountain of the Lord, Taney teams up with Holy Land history expert Ray Bentley to give her dedicated historical fiction fans a thrilling story set in the world's most sacred and mysterious sites. Come along on a journey from London to the farthest corners of the world with Jack Garrison, a man who has lost his faith after a life-altering and devastating event. Jack is sent on a fact-finding mission in Israel and Palestine, where he's attacked by radical Islamic terrorists and is being tracked down by an enemy who wants to stop him from finding the truth that the Bible's prophecy about the nation of Israel and the world's future is true and unfolding before his eyes. Get your copy now of best-selling authors Bodhi Taney and Ray Bentley's incredible new adventure book, On the Mountain of the Lord, available now at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and wherever books are sold. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, here on 930 AM, The Answer. And you can also get us on your mobile device uh, with the 930 AM, The Answer mobile app. 
if you've got an Alexa and uh, Amazon Echo, you get Alexa on, you can now, like in the olden days, I remember back in the day, we had a radio in every room of the house. Well, not so much anymore, but if you have Alexa, you definitely can get uh, 9.30 a.m. The Answer and uh, Millburgers Gardening wherever you are in your home. Just go find out more at uh, 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Dot com. But we are here on the porch at Millburgers at 1604 in Balverde Road. We invite you to come on by. The uh, nursery's open until 5 o'clock today. Now, we got and, uh, one of our uh, closest allies, uh, Jerry and I, and all the projects we're involved with, horticultural research and uh, plantings and education programs, uh, the Master Gardeners. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's... A uh, number of Master Gardener chapters in the San Antonio area. Of course, the Bayer County Master Gardeners. Uh, but we're, uh, all of them, are, I, I think most of them are recruiting for their January class. I know the Guadalupe County and the Comel County Master Gardeners are, are recruiting. And so if you're, you're interested in get, participating in Master Gardeners, uh, uh, apply for the, the training. Uh, for instance, Guadalupe Master Gardeners, they'll do it in Seguin, and it'll be January 15th to May 14th. And they, uh, one of the unusual things is they're going to offer the training in the evening, so you can get done with your work at 545 and then go to training and uh, until 845 every Tuesday, um, 14 weeks, and you uh, uh, then qualify to uh, participate in the and the projects. And of course, the goal of the Master Gardeners is to uh, folks that participate to learn a lot about horticulture, also to have fun, and also to uh, spend uh, the, the uh, use that new knowledge and the knowledge they had before uh, for worthy projects in the community. And of course, you know, we're talking uh, water conservation, environmentally appropriate uh, gardening, youth. Gardening, which is a significant con- con- contributor to su- school success and children, um, so it's a it's a worthy cause. But anyhow, check it out. Uh, go to your uh, AgriLife Extension office in your particular county or the one you're most interested in. For instance, uh, you know Comal County or uh, Gonzales County, Bear County or uh, Guadalupe County, and check and see when that next class starts. And they'll give you a lot of specifics, and then you can consider if that's the, the situation for you. Uh, a lot of fun. You learn a lot, and it's an important contribu- contribution to your community. So, And, you, of course, you can call us here, Jerry and I, and uh, ask us about what uh, master, master gardeners mean to us and, and the volunteer service that they put in. At yep. any time. One of my former bosses at another radio station here in town is part of the master and schiller oh yeah yeah so she would always talk about master gardeners and how much she just loves it and gardening, uh, well she was a primary mover in the creating the gardening volunteers mm-hmm. in south texas too so yeah so master garden you can find out more um how do you find out more is there a website or all the yeah just go to the county uh guadalupe county oh, master oh, gardeners okay. or right. bear county master gardeners just to go to the county master gardener websites Open phone lines right now, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, Dr. Parsons. Yeah, I was uh, reading Neil Sperry's question and answer, 
and he had a good question come in and said uh, uh, is it too late to plant to use pre-emergent herbicide and uh, just a minute I'll go out and ask that uh, horse herb and or the <laughs> ryegrass and, uh, uh, and other uh, weeds that are up thistle yeah and Neil says it's far too late to apply pre-emergent herbicide weed, weed killers. Uh, timing for the winter weeds is the last week in August or the first week of September. But what he, what you can use at this time of the year, and we did it. We had to do this on. We were. Oh, by the way, I, <clears throat> I mentioned yesterday that we've got some beautiful blue blue bonnet transplant. There you go. <laughs> Blue, uh, blue and uh, they're in in small containers, uh, two-inch peat pot containers. So that means they're you can get more for a less less amount of money. And now's the time to, to plant them just the way they are in your location. Uh, but uh, before you plant, if you if you got an area, and we had this happen to us at. Uh, uh, at one of our planting sites, where we uh, we sprayed a this is bare ground there, uh, so we sprayed a we had a weedy area and a lot of weed seed germinated, and so we went over and sprayed it with a herbicide to contact kill herbicide. contact herbicide, yeah, and killed all the all the weeds. Well, after those rains we had. We got a new crop of weeds, so before we plant, we're gonna spray, we're gonna let them grow a little bit and then spray them again. Now you say, what do you what can I use in my lawn? You know, if you're planting wildflowers in the lawn before you plant the wildflower, and and Calvin mentioned that now now is the time to is a good time to plant the wildflower seed. Uh, you can spray those broadleaf weeds. Uh, there's two ways to approach it. You can either <clears throat> you can either spray them, or or figure that the cold weather, the freezing weather, is going to kill them, and not kill the wildflower. Uh, but uh, before you plant, you would be well advised to, to spray the air, whole area with a broadleaf weed killer. Uh, that. Uh, it says uh, spray broadleaf weeds. Those aren't grasses, including henbit, clover, dandelions, thistles, and chickweed. With a broadleaf weed killer containing 2,4-D, and Neil always put also puts in there. You need to make this application before temperatures turn really cold in a few weeks. Well, like right now. Yeah, like like right now, <laughs> uh, but. But even now, when it's turned a little bit cooler, there's one herbicide that you can use that'll work. Uh, it's called Weed-Free Zone, and it contains a little 2,4-D and uh, and things that'll kill, kill those broadleaf weeds and not hurt your grass if you're spraying over grass. Now, it probably won't won't affect the rescue grass though if you're that's your yeah right. main weed, rescue grass and annual bluegrass. I guess you could use uh, uh, grass be gone. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, I, I guess that would work in the cool weather. 
Yeah. Well, just slow. Or the one I always use is Ornamap. Yeah. If you plant it. That's grass because. Yeah. If you plant it, uh, I mean, if you spray it when it's cool, you uh, don't know when it's going to. It's a little unpredictable. Yeah. Uh, now. It takes a little herbicide longer yeah. to work in cool weather. Now, and I always, when I'm recommending on wildflowers, I'm always talking about find an area where the soil's so bad that you don't have to deal with these weeds, weeds and grass. But what you're faced now is when you get a month with 17 inches of rain, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. basically a water garden. I mean, you, you got plant. Uh, it doesn't matter if you got thin soils or rocky soils. Uh, some of those weeds will come up. But uh, you just, you, you know, you don't, you don't need to, it doesn't have to be a perfect site like a raised bed for a spinach or something. You, oh, no. Uh, you're, you're talking about... Uh, basic weeds that have nice flowers mm-hmm. so i'm always amazed and this again coming from a guy who doesn't know much about plants and stuff how herbicides know just to get just get the weeds don't get the grass or just just attack but it doesn't attack it's specific for that yeah but what makes it that the chemical makeup of the yeah lots of, the of research just like uh, you know you got your you got all those weeds there and then they that's right. Some, sometimes a lot of it's accidental, even. Really? Yeah, like they're, old, lo- they're looking for a specific, say, a, a crop has got a, spe- a special problem, so they're going through their whole inventory and any, anything that m- might affect it, and then they'll and they'll f- find all the notes from before. And so it's so a it's long a, process. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Millions of dollars. Hmm. Of I, wonder test, you, wonder of we, I wonder if we can get a grant for that. No, from the government. I don't think so. Oh. <laughs> we could probably, though, the way the government hands out grants. Anyways, that's the only political thing I'm going to say. There you go. Anyway, uh, think about weed-free zone before you plant. Uh, if you if you plant and 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 wait about a week or ten days after you apply the weed-free zone, and then plant your seed. Yeah, the the weeds don't necessarily have to be completely dead, right? Yeah, right. if you see if you see a little color change, that indicates that the weed-free zone is working. Roundup is the same way if you right. It's in place if you see this color change. Open lines, folks. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. If you have a gardening question of any kind, you can call now. Ask Dr. Jerry or Dr. Calvin. Don't ask me because you get the wrong answer. 210-308-8867. You see the garden mums. Uh, there's pansies and alyssum and cyclamen. And then there's uh, another customer over there that's... Uh, uh, using garden mums, boy, they're showy. That's 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 what you want to use the plant if you want to instant, uh, just color bonanza in your landscape. So I'll leave you, them in the pots. Yeah, plant the pot. Yeah, you don't even you don't uh, just enjoy them the way they are. I always like it when you uh, you put the pots and then you put a little malt, mm-hmm. a little mulch, yeah. and kind of makes them look a little more permanent in there. But uh, really, you put a bigger pot in there first, then you put the size pot that you have the mums in or chrysanthemums in, in that pot, and then you put the mums in. Yeah. So and you water, you, you, yeah. it makes it easier to water too. So, lots of colors. 
the yellow Milton's uh, rust color uh, and the whites almost a uh, yeah red but the yellow yellow is the showiest at this point looks like it now the other thing we've got uh, we mentioned the the uh, cool weather annuals uh, the stops if you're looking for one that really has a fragrance the, yeah uh, I smelled them when I came did in you, did you uh, the, the, uh, those big containers those 10 inch containers I was, I was smelling the ones over, oh, really? over there They're, on the benches wow yeah that's the little the, the 4 inches the small ones yeah. yeah yeah they're really they're nice cut flowers too and then they're uh, showy we always talk about when I compare them to snapdragons, I always say about stocks are more pastel, but actually the newer varieties are are pretty intense. The colors, and you can't you can't hardly beat that fragrance. The only competitor I think for fragrance, well, yeah, is the uh, sweet peas, right. and that's another one you can plant now by seed. Right, they're fun, but uh, alyssum has a pretty pleasant fragrance too. Jerry, you you always bring it to our attention that there's some of the some of the pansies are fragrant, yeah, fragrant. especially kind of, the ones without faces. The light, kind of a light fragrance. Mm-hmm. So the yeah. clear. Yeah, you notice that when you got them in a greenhouse or something that traps the, and first thing in the morning, you they really put the put out a fragrance in the greenhouse. And we often thought of. Uh, the uh, yellow as being the yeah the ones that have the fragrance yeah without the face and uh, for for impact uh, uh, the landscapers say for the, for the biggest impact use the one without the faces you know because if you got a yellow with a face that that's black uh, you you lose that yellow in that blackened area. Yeah, you got more personality. But they, 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 there you go. But in terms of landscape, but there there uh, there's a whole f- that pansy uh, complex. You got violas and Johnny jump ups, lots of different colors, lots of different bloom sizes, the p- bloom pattern that Jerry's talking about too, and they're they're one of the toughest winter. Flowers, they uh, are less affected by the cold than all than all the other ones we've mentioned. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people believe that. Uh, well, they know that the smaller the bloom, the more floriferous. Suck on that one, buddy. Floriferous. Floriferous. Nice. Are yeah. the plants? Nice. That means there's more blooms. Uh, more blooms. <laughs> Thank you. And I gra- That's because I had no idea what that meant. <laughs> And while I figure out uh, Jerry's vocabulary, we're going to take a quick break and are uh, going to come back. We've got uh, open lines, 210-308-8867. open line? we got a, four. Four open lines. Four open lines. So get them now. Get them while they're hot. 210-308-8867. Or even better, come on down to Millburgers, 1604 and Belverde Road. We're open till 5, on the air till 2. You can come on by the... Um, you can come on by the... Uh, porch and ask your question there. But we'll be back in just a little bit here on Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The answer. 
Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Forty Road. And now is the time to get over to Millburgers. Fall is for planting, and fall is a time to save at Millburgers. For instance, our best landscape shrubs like Dwarf Yopon Holly, Dwarf Burford Holly, Waxleaf Ligustrum, Red Tip Fatinia, and more are on sale in the three-gallon container, regularly $19.99, now just $11.88 while supplies last, and this is the final week. It's also the final week to save on perennials in the one-gallon container. Mexican Heather, Rosemary, Salvia, Lantana, regularly $6.99, now just $4.18. You'll save on shade trees, 30% off of 10, 15, and 30-gallon shade trees as well. Fruit trees are on sale in the 5-gallon container, regularly $34.99, now just $24.88. You'll find savings on citrus trees, cyclamen, pansies, and much, much more at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. On behalf of Documation, we're talking to UTSA football coach Frank Wilson about the importance of integrity in both football and business. Yeah, you don't compromise it. No matter how appealing, how sexy it appears out there, you never compromise the integrity of the standards and the benchmarks that you set forth because it's your roots, it's your core beliefs. At Documation, integrity has always been a core value. I would attribute that to the leadership. And so the founders, the co-founders, the presidents, the executives, the leadership of Documation that's created that culture. Documation, the official business technology provider to Roadrunner Athletics. Enjoy the partnership. I think it's a tremendous one. Like our university, I think Documation and UTSA football continue to thrive, to ascend, and look forward to doing so in the foreseeable future and beyond. Thanks, Coach. Looking for a business partner that doesn't waver when it comes to integrity? Call Documation today, 341-4431, or visit Mation.com. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. The dad joke. Corny, groan-worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. So take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Okay, Sarah, I'm dropping you at Emily's, and Josh, you're going to soccer, right? Yeah. Yep. Oh, and by the way, when I pick you up, I'll be wearing my short shorts. What? No! Yep, me and my short shorts doing my daddy dance. Your friends will love it. No! Well, I might change my mind if you buckle your seatbelts. Okay, okay, we're buckling up. See, all buckled. Whatever it takes, keep them safe. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup for more information. Hey, it's Mike Gallagher. You may not know that my radio career took off out of Greenville, South Carolina, which is also the hometown of Dixie Bishop and her company, Texas Plumbing Diagnostics. If you follow Dixie Bishop on Facebook, you know she's all about keeping Texas red, and she's also passionate about serving you when you have a plumbing problem. If it's installing gas lines, sewer lines, tankless water heaters, you name it. Or if you have any plumbing emergency, Texas Plumbing Diagnostics responds to your emergency stat do business with a like-minded company god bless texas and texas plumbing diagnostics here's dixie bishop thanks mike at texas plumbing diagnostics we'll find your plumbing problem and we'll fix your problem call 210-698-9790 or find us at tpdtx.com for texas plumbing diagnostics texas plumbing diagnostics we respond to your emergency stat 
And there we go. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, here on 930 AM, The Answer. Each and every weekend at noon, you can hear Millburgers Gardening, live from Millburgers 1604 and Bulverde Road. I'm Barry Bess, in for Milton Glick, who is again on special assignment at Accordion Camp. And um, always here, and to the if you're looking at your radio, the right-hand side, that's Dr. Calvin Finch. The left-hand side, it's Dr. Jerry Parsons. The guy in the middle That's of me. Right. That's it. Is if you're looking at your radio, you're on the right-hand side. About Jerry's oh, on the left. Okay. Well, so what so if you're looking at your radio from this direction? Same thing. You're looking. You're right. just looking at the back of your radio. And all your your radio. If you're looking at the front of your radio, you're looking. If if, if you're facing the same way, I was just thinking that the radio face would be. If you're coming up here to talk to us, radio face would be out there. I won't. I guess I won't argue with you. Uh, you're, now you're confusing me. From that's Canada, that's from that's Canada. Uh, Canada, they do everything backwards. Well, we're on the metric system. Oh, so. Hi. Are y'all through with that? Yeah, we're done. <laughs> One thing we haven't <laughs> talked about, Calvin, and you haven't written in the newspaper. About what to do with your bananas. Oh, man. <laughs> we did years ago. <laughs> years ago. <laughs> right about it. Anyway, uh, it, there's a lot of people that grow bananas around a swimming pool and, and in the area. And if they made it through last year. We had that the little girl that Barry was all. Excited about her gardening skills, she was she's 11 her, years old. She had a, a, a banana plant too. That oh, was her, did her prized possession. Yeah. Did it have bananas on it? Not this year. Not yet. This was her first growing season. Oh, okay. But she she knew exactly the that you know that we were going to ask the question, what are you going, how are you going to protect it? She just went off, you know, and then she talked about the pruning back the top and and putting a containing the material in there for insulation and so she she had a plan (laughs) no what you want to do with your bananas first of all if you have banana fruit you know how to tell when a banana is ripe well it's yellow well no what That's what I. That, okay, okay. Tell me how. Okay, wait a minute. How do you? How can you tell when a banana is ripe, Doctor Jerry? The reason a banana turns yellow is because they've been uh, treated with a gas. Uh, that doesn't mean they're not ripe. Ethylene grass. You could. You could. You could hedge on your. Wait a minute. But you said if they if they're yellow, they they could they could be ripe. Yeah. The way you look you look at a banana and it's uh it's got ribs on it. Uh, all kind of around the square or rounded. Each each of the locules of a banana has ribs on the side. Remember right? Okay. He's going to he's going to make this very complex. Yeah, uh, no, I'm going to have to I'm going to lean in and pay attention. Try not to fall asleep. <laughs> Are you talking about like the peel? Yeah, yeah. The, the, peel. the ridge on the peel. Yeah. Okay. Now, that's what you should have said. Have you seen ridge on the peels Why in the grocery? No. How'd you know it had ridge on the peel? I guess. <laughs> okay, if it has ridges on the peel, we'll, we'll use that from now. Uh, it's not right. When the, when the ridges kind of disappear. Then it's right. Then it's right. 
it can be hard. Because what I do, if I go to the okay, if I go to the grocery store and I'm getting bananas, I'm trying to get ones that are still a little green so that I yeah they stay a little they, bit. They got, yeah. you got to see your ribs on those. Yeah, you got to. So Unless, you could you could have this. I always talk about the ribs as being sharp edge. Mm-hmm. You could have completely yellow and still have the sharp edge. That's not right. That's what so. Jerry was saying. Okay. But most most uh, bananas, if they're yellow, are they've, they've ripened. Ah, so now I know what to look for. You know, one of the biggest gas gassing facilities in the world is here in San Antonio? Is it? Well, where they treat them with ethylene gas mm-hmm. to make them ripen. Really? Yeah. We're, it's here in San Antonio? H-E-B. H-E-B. Really? Yeah. And H-E-B or all H-E-B? They have the facilities, oh, the facilities. here in San oh. Antonio to, to gas them. Well, I learn something new every time I come out and, and do they, the show. They, the amount of gas that they they expose them to, to, uh, to ripeness, in other words, the more, ga- the ha- more concentration of gas, the faster they ripen. So they'll they'll we gas them real heavy here. The ones that are going to be sold in San Antonio, but the ones that they're going to send somewhere else, far away, they they use less gas on them. Hmm. So they're, they're, they're so they'll stay. They're, uh, they're, yeah. You know you know you never. A banana is the most amazing thing in the world because they're all grown. There's none grown in the United States as far as commercial bananas are concerned. They're all grown in the lower, uh, lower southern, lower South America, yeah. and uh, and then and then Central America, Central America, yeah, and they're put on a uh, a banana boat. Interesting call. And I I've been on a banana boat before. Those things are huge, and a layer of just. Thousands, tens of thousands of bananas on that boat every time it comes to to, to come to the U.S. There's a lot of slipping and falling going on. Yeah, lots yeah. of whoop, on the banana field. But they're guess what? They're all green. They haven't been back gassed yet. <laughs> so and one of the, one of the rarest things on a banana plantation is a ripe banana. Because uh, they pick them all green. Because that's not going to do them any good. Right. Nobody's going to want it. Right. Right. So they pick them all green. Okay. Anyway, getting back to this. Yeah, get to the. <laughs> Did we ever back cover to the story? that? <laughs> back now, the rest of the story. Uh, if you got a banana, and it doesn't have what is it? Ridges. The ridges on the on the outside. Then that banana is ripe. Uh, or close enough to to be ripened in in the house a cold temperature on a banana plant and banana fruit is 45 degrees so uh, we're we're in for that uh coming when is that tomorrow or the tomorrow next tuesday yeah monday tuesday ish yeah so i would go out and look at look at your banana clusters and uh Cut the ones that have the smallest ribs. Mm-hmm. Okay, the ribs. Okay, they're, they're closest to maturity, and uh, cut them stalk. Cut them off on the stalk. Stalk. They're on the stalk, you know. And uh, cut uh, cut the stalk off at the at the top, and uh, bring them in the house and hang them on the stalk. 
and it's it's good to put a, a cleaning bla cleaning bag or something like that around them, and put some uh, apples, some cut apples, in that in that bag with them because that that fruit uh, secretes are it releases ethylene gas. Which will, which will artificially ripen. And then after that, you have a fruit salad. Yeah. Maybe. Or a good portion of it, anyways. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully some of them will ripen. Now, as far as the plant is concerned, the plant will probably freeze. It'll, it'll be damaged by wind and, and cold temperatures. Just let it go ahead and freeze down to the ground. And then, and then uh, you can cut the old, old leaves off. And then get rid of them because they they look ugly. Uh, but to leave the main trunk there, and then uh, then the next this spring, next spring, cut them off, uh, cut them cut them in half with a machete. I, I, I used to like to do that because I I felt like Tarzan. I can just imagine you. You know, with a machete. Well, well, you know, you know how they used to chop yeah. their way through the jungle. Yeah. I can just imagine you doing that. Yeah. But that's, anyway. why, that's why he's only got four fingers. <laughs> yeah, that's why you stand way back when he does that. You start at the top and cut them all the way, cut them back to the center of a banana uh, plant uh, grows from the center. Those are uh, send up leaves from the center. And you cut them until that center is, is, uh, is green. Green and whitish, and uh, that that would mean that uh, that a live leaf is down there. Now, what you protect, you can protect the trunk. Well, we, I think in our original article we talked about wrapping oh, yeah. the trunk with newspaper. Oh, this is exactly what Emily. Oh, is she gonna do that? That's that's her procedure. Yeah, that she uh, wraps the protects the trunk. Yeah, we used to say, in fact, we used to, or we'd make a, a cage right. wrapped, and then you could put some kind of a newspaper uh, uh, inside the wire there, and then you just put leaves or something. There you go. And uh, that protects protects our, of course, now with global warming, we don't know. Yeah, there you go. More the, the more, more, more of your trunk that you can protect, uh, the better chance it is you'll have bananas. And there's a, like I said, uh, I, I think Calvin's written articles on this and probably on Plant Answers too. To, but I know I've got a, a banana article on plantanswers.com in my ar ar archives. Now, this is one where you would be, in terms of the difficulty, the simplest way to get your bananas would be go to HEB. Yeah, yeah. You can get them 12 months out of the year. And but they're people like that tropical look in their backyard. Yeah. It's more of a landscape uh, feature than a practical way to raise uh, your bananas. <laughs> Although the kid, I mean, Emily was excited about it. She was very excited. Just yeah. look in her eye about about everything, she and I think just... she's had some success. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, she's yeah. had a hist history of uh, bring, bringing her plant through the season. Three years, I think she said, so yeah. since she was eight years old, and she's showing her brother, her eight-year-old brother, how to how to plant too. 
So the, then the bananas will not be the size or the the quality of the ones that you buy, buy in the grocery yeah, store. Yeah, well, they're quite often not the same selection. Right, there's different varieties. Yeah. For uh, so what? Uh, whatever happened to the? Uh, I know some people try to drag them into the uh, greenhouse. Right. Thing. Yeah. That, that's another technique you can use. Is to, uh, the, the, you don't have to dig up much of the root system. It's not like uh, uh, digging up a root system of a, of a like tree the, or something. The uh, oh, that that the grass that uh, is so cold sensitive. The blue northers. Right. Right. Yeah. And you, that was very easy to just get the clump. Yeah, get the clumps. Get them in, in. get them in clumps, and uh, and they're heavy. They're, those things are heavy. Uh, bananas, ninety-nine point nine percent water. Pine but, fountain grass. Uh, yeah, yeah. Purple fountain grass was heavy too. But you can drag that into the garage. You don't have to water it or anything else because it's uh, it's it's kind of self-contained, and. Uh, and like, like I said, the bigger, bigger the 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 uh, bigger the 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 trunk that you can overwinter, the better chance you you'll have of getting bananas. On. So is that more than you ever wanted to know about bananas? No, you know, really, you you uh, told me something I didn't know about bananas. Now, when I go to HEB and I want to oh. get bananas, I'm going to know what to look. Would that be the same thing for plantains? For what? For plantains or whatever they call it, because they're like a banana. Plantain? Oh, you mean the banana really? Yeah, that's that's like yeah. that's the same thing. Oh. Do you eat those? I've had. I'm not a big fan. They use them a lot of recipes. Yeah, I've I've had plantain just to try it, but they're okay. But give me a banana, a good old banana, any day. Yeah, they have a lot of those around Panama and yeah. I, I mean, I guess all of South America. Yeah, but they do a lot of. Uh, Little different uh, texture, cooking. right? Not as sweet. Yeah. All right. Well, we've got uh, about a minute to get to the news here, so we're going to take a break. But I want to just remind you that the phone lines are open. We've got them all open. Uh, now that everybody's kind of gotten through lunch, come on on the phone. Uh, get lined up here, and we'll answer your questions at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Or even better, it's it's really nice out again today. It's a little cloudy and some rain here and there. you got the, the black crows are out here or wandering around. You can come on by the porch, ask your question at Millburgers at 1604 and Balverde Road. We're going to be back here in just a minute after the news on Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 a.m. The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. And just like that, we are back at Millburgers Gardening South Texas here at the porch at Millburgers uh, Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Balverde Road. And we are here on the air for another hour, but the uh, nursery is open until 5 o'clock today. I'm Barry Best, sitting in for Milton Glick. I'm the morning show host on our sister station, AM 630, The Word, Monday through Friday. You can hear me there. And uh, Milton's going to be back next week. He is at accordion camp. You probably heard the accordion during the music. Well, Milton says he's going to write a new uh, open, uh, what he's at, accordion camp. And 
he'll uh, he'll tell him more about that next week when he gets in. But I am here, flanked by on my left, Dr. Jerry Parsons, and on my right, Dr. Calvin Finch. And guys, uh, we're into the second hour, and it's uh, we're getting into that uh, little bit of a I'm going to say cool snap, not yeah. cold, no, no, but a cool snap coming in. We should be into the mid-30s for our low uh, tomorrow, uh, Tuesday, in uh, in middle part of the week. And so, the high is not going to be much above that, is no, it? No, and if we're into the 50s, I think we'll be lucky. Yeah. Very lucky. Yeah, it depends on who you... I th- thought I heard on uh, one radio station that the uh, was still supposed to be in the 50s tonight, but then I saw in the paper it was 30, 35... Yeah, that depends on whenever that front comes. Through. Yeah, but it's going to be time to think about um, what you need to do as far as covering your plants and whatnot. Oh, you know what, fellas? Before we get back into that, we do have uh, somebody on the line. Pete is calling in from Medina County. Pete, thank you for calling. You're on with Dr. Jerry and Dr. Calvin on Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing this afternoon? Oh, please, sir. I just wanted to ask a question on my oranges. I've got a tree with navel oranges. Oh, good. And I heard it was going to freeze, so I pulled them off. You didn't need to do that on this freeze. Navel navel orange comes under, uh, right under satsumas as far as being uh, cold tolerant. And, and, of course, above lemons and limes. Now, where are you? You're in Medina County? Uh, yes, sir. Yeah. So, yes. But, but you didn't do any harm because uh, I imagine the navels are sweet already, aren't they? I uh, know. They're well. I haven't, I haven't even tried them. I just took them off because they're kind of spotted uh, orange. And I said, well, last year they froze on me. So I said, well, this time I'm going to... Uh, the, the yeah, well, you're okay. You're okay. You can go ahead and enjoy them for Thanksgiving. Yeah, but what can I do to uh, ripen them up? Nothing. Just lay them, lay on, uh, I've got them on a, on a table in my garage. Yeah, that'll work. Uh, but they, they're not, uh, they don't ripen once you t- take them off the tree. So oh. you may as well. Use them if you can. Yeah, you use them. Use them when you can, if you can. I bet you can find out that they're pretty sweet already. I have. I guess I'm gonna try it because I, I got them all there. Me and my wife, who took them off the tree, and that's okay. And I said, well, I said just like I said last year, I, I had a tangerine and they froze on me. And yeah. So this year, I uh, we said, well, we just might as well take them off before we did it again. Did the fruit freeze or the tree freeze? Uh, the the navel orange with the the fruit and the tree. Oh, and the tree. Right. What about the tangerine? The tangerine did the same thing. It froze. It busted all those little tangerines, and but I brought them back up, both of them. What what time of the year was this? <laughs> it, it didn't get cold last year until after Christmas, did it? Yeah, we got some. We had some real low temperatures. Uh, After I was Christmas. thinking it wasn't too long. I mean, they, they didn't stay too long, but yeah, they actually five or six hours, I think. Well, you'd be surprised. The tangerine bloomed late, so it was full of little tangerines. 
Right. The other one was uh, full of oranges in December. They were green. And uh, I don't know what happened. They just, we had a freeze and they froze. They all yeah, froze. it's in January, wasn't it? Yeah. When they froze, what did they do? What did the fruit do? Did it, just, did it bust open or burst open? Yeah, they all burst. The tangerine did too. And the navel orange did bust open. And okay. It went good. So this okay. year it's been eight years, and we got our first crop. But we don't know very yeah. much about the oranges, so we pulled <laughs> them off. Well, they're, they're, you've got a good uh, you've got a good orange, that navel orange, and, and it's unbelievably uh, hardy. I mean, I, I I never realized it was uh, just a little less. We kind hard, of we uh, kind of ignored them at the first, didn't yeah, we? Uh, thinking that they were sensitive to cold, but. A lot of folk, you know, almost as yeah. almost as cold hardy as satsumas. Yeah, I was, what I was surprised me, uh, what that surprised me is those lemons. Uh, Meyer improved is that is that what you grow? Yeah. And uh, how, of course, limes, the uh, least little thing, will freeze those back. But uh, the, those lemons have gone through some some pretty hard freezes, and still come out. Ahead of the game. Yeah, they'll they'll defoliate. Yeah. Uh, but they they certainly recover much easier than uh, limes do. Oh, yeah. Limes are done for usually. But. Well, I'm glad you told me that because I got a, I planted a little seed you know, from a lemon, and it's coming out. So now I know what to do with it. There you go. Yeah, it's going to be more cold sensitive than. Uh, that even your uh, orange, definitely more we'll cold sensitive than your your navel orange. How cold can the navel orange take? Well, it always it depends on preconditioning and several other factors. But I'd say uh, don't don't let it get below. Uh, and it depends on how long the freeze is. But uh, don't let it get below. Uh, 22, 25, 22. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. Yeah, the conservative 25, 26 is. Yeah, should be safe. Oh, but what 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 gets a fruit <laughs> on tomatoes and and uh, uh, the the uh, citrus is the length of the freeze. You know, if they if they're talking about a. A 20 degree de- a 20 uh, a 25 degree t- cold temperature for an hour or two hours. Don't even worry about it because it can't fa- it can't freeze the fruit that fast. Okay, but let me ask you the, another one. It's the like duration. Uh, how about the okra? Oh Lord, that's going to go down with the uh, least freeze. <laughs> I got uh, a, I got some uh, about seven foot plants of okra. Or they've been yeah. giving out okra left and right, and they're still blooming. Yeah, they're blooming, but they're not giving out much okra, are they? Oh, yeah. I've had I've given to my neighbors, and and we've uh, pickled some, and, and I've okay. still out. So you don't eat your okra, and you don't eat your navel oranges. Uh. <laughs> what do you eat? <laughs> yeah, I know that. By the way, my wife just tried an orange, and she said it was sour. <laughs> Oh, oh! Well, I guess now. You, uh, did you? Where'd you get your navel orange? 
<laughs> you won't believe this. I bought a, some oranges at HEB. Okay. And you got a, you, you saved the seed from a navel orange. Right. And the same thing with the lemon. Hmm. Now that lemon should will probably be pretty sensitive to cold. Yeah. Because yeah, well, Jerry, Jerry's talking about a Meyer lemon that's pretty. It's much more sensitive than your navel orange, but it's m much more cold tolerant than the wow. HEB lemons yeah. and limes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I never thought it would come out. It would come out. But it came out both of them. Okay. Well, good luck to you. All right, thanks for your call, Pete. Well, thank you. That means we, yeah, thank you for uh, calling you. in. That means we have an open line at 210-308-8867. Finally, we have an open line. Finally, 210-308-8867. Now, I'm sure people are worried about their tomatoes, so we'll, we'll uh, mention that a little bit more. Uh, I'm convinced that this... this uh, this freeze that we're getting ready to have now, or, or uh, close to freeze, probably hard frost to be a better terminology, is not is not going to damage the fruit. It's not going to freeze the fruit, but it may damage the plants. Uh, and that that's the fruit that you're going to get this year is already on the plant. So you even if you leave the top, lose the top of the of the plant, and yeah, but it had blooms and it had little fruit, and yeah, on and on and on. But uh, the basically the the fruit that's about the size of a tennis ball is the only fruit you're going to harvest this year, unless you really put some extra heat and, and cover on it. I want to go back to what Pete was saying about he. Already picked his oranges, the navel oranges. Yeah. And you said, you guys said that well, it's not going to ripen. Why? Yeah. Why won't it just? Won't it just naturally just ripen, or does it have to be on the vine to it has fully to ripen? Be on the plant. Yeah, but it, so, a lot of every plant's a little different. Every fruit right. and vegetable, some some will ripen. Yeah, the tomatoes. Yeah, tomatoes. You can take them off the plant, off the vine, and they'll. Right. We used to, mom used to set them on the windowsill until yeah. they got ripe. Yeah. But not a, a navel orange. So it's pretty much. What he said, his wife said, it's pretty sour. That's about what it's going to be. Right. No, oh, okay. See? Again, I learn something new every time I come on the show. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Open lines right now. So on the tomatoes, getting back to the tomatoes, uh, I would say cover, just cover them with a blanket or a blanket or a, Ooh, I like the blankets. Like a blanket or uh, some of these uh, shade cloths. Uh, I mean, uh, insulate. Insulate. Which, uh, according to Trace earlier, when I talked to him before the show, there are lots of that available right now yeah. in the burgers. And that, that's what they're covering their plants with out here. Because, like I said, it gets colder, and this seems to be a, a sunken area or something that, that collects cold weather. Well, it's by this creek, and the cold, cold moves down a creek. It flows down a creek like water. So if you're near, a, a, you're in a depressed area or, I mean, low elevation areas, I what I should say, uh, then uh, these chances are you're going to get colder. So that's why we always talk about putting orchards on the hillside. 
Or on higher ground, yeah, upper ground, or on the slope. Yeah. So so that the the cold air can drain off and not freeze the fruit or the blooms. So uh, on the tomatoes, uh, to keep the keep the keep the uh, the fruit from freezing and also keeping much of the plant. So would you cover tonight or would you wait till tomorrow night? I'd cover tonight. Jim. The uh, and it, the one of the reasons that may be useful to do that to make the effort is that quite often we'll have three or four more weeks of uh, absolutely yeah absolutely. good good weather when it could ripen out there and and if there's not if you put a little cover on there and then the foliage doesn't get too damaged then then you got uh, you know you just continue the process for another uh, three weeks or four weeks. Now, Will, then you'll get your Thanksgiving uh, tomatoes. Right, right. So consider that, especially if you got a low spot or the spot that's cold, cold part of your uh, yard where your tomatoes are growing. I think our experiment this year, as it did last year, with the uh, uh, Roma Surprise and the Surefire did ripen tomatoes before Thanksgiving. Yeah, but they're still low. they do in your garden? Yeah, yeah, I've got picked them. Not not a huge amount, but most of them are still on the plants. Oh, yeah, yeah. Still a lot of them green. So we'll we'll be talking about how to harvest green tomatoes and put them on on his mother's windowsill. And we'll have tears in our eyes if the if those plants get uh, wiped out already mm. here in the uh, first third of uh, November. Well, like I said, I don't think it's going to be long enough to freeze the fruit, and that's the important thing. All right, so you know what we're going to do? We've got Ray on the line. We're going to hang on there for uh, Ray. We're going to take an early break here. We're going to come back. We're going to have uh, Ray's got a question about oranges. Ray, we'll get to your questions here in just a moment. If you have a question, you can get on the phone right now. We have a couple of open lines at 210. 210- 308-8867, 210-308-8867. Ray, hang on. We get to your question next on Millburgers Gardening South Texas. I'm Barry Bess, and for Milton Glick on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bull Road. And now is the time to get over to Millburgers. Fall is for planting, and fall is a time to save at Millburgers. For instance, our best landscape shrubs like dwarf yopon holly, dwarf burford holly, waxleaf ligustrum, red tip photinia, and more are on sale in the three gallon container, regularly $19.99, now just $11.88 while supplies last, and this is the final week. It's also the final week to save on perennials in the one-gallon container. Mexican heather, rosemary, salvia, lantana, regularly $6.99, now just $4.18. You'll save on shade trees, 30% off of 10, 15, and 30-gallon shade trees as well. Fruit trees are on sale in the five-gallon container, regularly $34.99, now just $24.88. You'll find savings on citrus trees, cyclamen, pansies, and much, much more. At Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 and Boulevardy Road. Take a moment and rate your lifestyle on a scale of 1 to 10. 1 is a life that's nothing like the life you were promised after getting good grades, a college degree, and a good job in corporate America. 10 is the life of your dreams. 
If you answered anything less than a 10, tune in to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell, self-made millionaire and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, will show you how to live the life of your dreams and pay for it with passive income. Tune in to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. 9.30 a.m. The Answer thanks you for supporting our great sponsors and some have incredible offers right now in the marketplace, including Surveillance Solutions. Your home or business can get a state-of-the-art Surveillance Solutions security package that includes a 4K high-def color camera, 8-channel 4K network video recorder, monitors, installation, and more. Valued at $9,000 right now for only $5,000. Exclusively on the Marketplace page at 930amtheanswer.com. The Cal Thomas Commentary is brought to you by Values Through Media. Now here's syndicated columnist Cal Thomas. At his tumultuous news conference on Wednesday, President Trump said that if the new House Democrat majority will work with him on major issues, he will compromise and work with them. He also threatened the House that if they start investigations and subpoenas, the Senate will do the same to the House. Now, that won't work because the founders created a separation of powers. The White House also revoked press credentials for CNN's Jim Acosta. I think that was a mistake. Is he biased and boring? Yes, but that's not the point. He was falsely accused of physical contact with a female intern who tried to take the microphone away from him. Acosta has been turned into a martyr. I remember the days of Sam Donaldson of ABC News, who enjoyed tossing sometimes outrageous questions at President Reagan. Reagan always dealt with them kindly or brushed them off. The president looks bad when he treats reporters this way. He should think of ways to make them look foolish by turning the question around on them, especially Jim Acosta's question about the migrants trying to get into America. I'm Cal Thomas. For a free copy of today's commentary, visit calthomas.com or write us at Values Through Media, P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. That's P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. Please specify the date and subject. Your tax-deductible gifts to Values Through Media help support us. Listen again next time for the Cal Thomas Commentary. Weekdays on 930 AM, The Answer are all about what's going on in the world. But the weekends are all about you. From saluting our military to what you plant in your garden, weekends are for you on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Our world is in a state of unrest. What will happen next? How will it affect me? Can I make a difference? Who can we turn to for answers? Well, that's simple. Turn to us. 9.30 a.m., The Answer. And welcome back. To the second hour of Millburgers Gardening South Texas. I'm Barry Besson for Milton Glick. Milton will be back next week in this chair, um, sitting next to Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. And your questions at 210 308 8867. And as promised, Ray is on the line, Ray, here at uh, the West Park area as a question about oranges. Ray, thank you for holding and welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. How are you doing this afternoon? Thank you, except for the rain. But, uh, I have a blood orange tree. <clears throat> he produced a lot of fruit, regardless of the trees that we had. But uh, most of the fruit has, like, um, cratering, you know, like a dark brown cratering, you know, like a moonscape on one one area of, of all the oranges. Is that a fungus, or what is it? A fruit rod? Are you talking about the fruit rods? Yes. Is yeah, that, that's a fungus. Yeah, 
So you're not you're not just talking about the black specks, right? Uh, well, it's 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 only on one side of the of each um, orange, and it looks like um, uh, cratering, uh, sort of like a moonscape type cratering. Uh, but the oranges are fine. I mean, they, they taste good. But I'm just wondering if I if I should have used if I should have used something when they first uh, right out you know when they first came out uh, what kind of spray. Well, Jerry and I are Jerry and I are trying to figure out if it's one of the really common things is that that grackles are notorious for pecking and they don't they don't penetrate but they leave these black specks that some people do call cratering and uh, makes makes the tree, the oranges uh, ugly but doesn't hurt them are they did they get all the oranges or just the ones on the outside uh as far as i can tell yeah just the ones on the outside yeah, it sounds yeah. like that's cratering, yeah. So there's nothing really you can do. Uh, next year you may not see any of the damage, but they're, we even see them here at the nursery flying in, and, uh, and they're, they're real common. They're getting more and more common, the damage, too. Uh, I don't know if researchers are looking into that. or No. <laughs> it's always young grackles. It's always young, and it's always grackle. Well, you know that one, that, that one. That one lady told us that she didn't have grackles in her yard. Remember? Uh, I think everybody had grackles in their yard. It, they, they do the damage when the fruit is very small. Oh, okay. Size of a lemon. Yeah, and they're okay, and they're and they're the they're, uh, the damage usually occurs on the oranges or the uh, fruit on, that on is the, on the on outside. The yeah, on the outside. Yeah, the inner ones are they're pretty well untouched. It's just the ones on the perimeter, you know, of the tree. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, think they, that, I think that's what you got. Yeah, yeah. I just thought it was uh, something that I should have done, you know, back in the spring. No. Uh, no. Okay. Give, one, give one that more, fruit to the people question. you don't like. <laughs> hey, that's a good one. But if I see those young grackles next year, they're not get, they're not gonna get to be old grackles. You know what oh, I mean? Oh. Okay. All right, Ray. That's my man. Thank you. Thanks for your call. Have a great rest of your day, Ray. Okay. Thank you. All right. Bye bye. That means another open line at two ten. 308-8867, 210-308-8867. Uh, Trace must be pretty busy out there because be. we haven't seen him yet today. But He's he, thinking about covering stuff. He's covering stuff. So you can come on out here. Of, who else is busy there? There's, yeah, they got a little, a little uh, squirrel. squirrel is, he's been hanging out all, all show. Maybe he's, he's, maybe he's a fan. He's, I think he's collecting his acorns and checking out where he's going to hide everything. He's been is. pretty active all, all afternoon yeah. here so far. Yeah. And uh, you can come on out here and see our pet squirrel and all the crows and the birds and the plants at Millburgers. They're open until 5 o'clock today at 1604 and Bulverde Road. Got a question in. Uh, how often and or at all should these amazing plants, which he's talking about, African lilies, agapanthus, uh, be dug up and separated? What is the what is the great fertilizer to use in them? Just noticing my plants are not blooming as much as 
uh, in the last couple of years. Had a friend tell me I should dig them up and separate and replant. Is that true? And Forrest answers him, African lilies or agapathus should be divided every four years or so. Dig the clumps in the spring or fall. Carefully separate divisions with the roots and cut the foliage back by half and replant. Lawn fertilizers such as 19.59 or 18.612 are good. So that's what you want to do with your African lilies, also known as agapanthus. <coughs> Probably more agapanthus than African. Yeah, they are. They're not as. They have such a reputation of being uh, unbelievable, prosperous bloomers. Here they don't do as they they survive. Pretty, uh, but uh, they just don't perform as well as I've seen them perform other places. So. Yeah. Good news, if you mow your grass now, this will probably be the last time that you'll have to mow it this season. Oh, no. Not really? unless you got the weed, weeds to mow. Oh, well, or the yeah. sustainable, yeah. sustainable I said, winter I said grass. grass, if you mow your grass now, this will probably be the last time you mow it. Hey, guess who just showed up on the porch? He's That's the busiest we were talking man. about him, saying ugly things about him. I bet we, you were. The hardest we working thought, man. We thought you didn't love us anymore. Well, uh, <laughs> well, just jump right into the plant stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, hi, Trace. How are you? I'm doing good. Looks like we're getting ready for the freeze. We are, and so are the customers. We've got plenty of frost cloth and blankets and all that kind of stuff, and we've we've had a lot of uh, a lot of transactions, but we still have quite a bit. Oh, left. good. Uh, the other thing that's selling is trees. We got the trees at 30 percent off to make room to unload the Christmas trees, which are on their way. And um, we just sold a bunch of them in the last two hours. So now, the trees are on sale, too? The 15- and 30-gallon trees are 30% off. 30% Plus, if you're a CPS customer, that's you can true. get their rebate. That's right. That's that's going right now. So if it's a qualified tree, uh, you're almost paying that, almost that's right. not much anything to, to have a nice tree. Plus, this is the perfect time, the best time to plant trees uh, throughout the year. And fruit trees are on sale for 30 percent, and we citrus just, trees are on sale. We just loaded up an apple into a, a vehicle that was heading to Austin. There you go. That's a good place for an apple. What else you got on sale for this weekend? Oh, that probably the most showy was Cyclamen. Uh, we got them on uh, special for 488. Uh, I didn't think Kevin had bought enough yet. Well, he bought three more this morning. <laughs> So he hasn't bought enough of either. He knows it. Um, let's see. Pansies are on Do special. Do you have more cyclamen than you've ever had before? No. Well, I, I don't ever remember that whole section being full. Well, I can explain it to you in a little while if you'd like. Oh, no, okay. It's about the same as what we would normally have. Oh, okay. Okay. But this is a great illusion, isn't it? Yeah, okay. yeah. It looks good. Thank you. So when are we getting points at it then? Next week? Yeah, a few. <laughs> uh, I believe on Wednesday we'll get our first. Okay. Uh, and the Christmas trees we see you're setting no, up uh, yeah, the following Wednesday. The the apparatus for uh, wrapping the Christmas trees, oh, cutting yeah. the stuff. Got all that set up, and we're we're preparing because we know once they get here we don't have time to uh, to get everything ready. Considering we go through every tree that comes in, we give it a fresh cut. 
put a stand on it and immediately get it in water. So that's our priority right. uh, the second they get here. Well, and, uh, the, the one thing about uh, if you pick a tree here at Millburgers, the, uh, it's a much easier decision than in the, uh, well, maybe it is if you're uh you haven't met yeah. my wife, have you? Yeah, every one. Oh, yeah. Every, every tree is a good choice, so you don't have to spend as much time looking through everything. But then I was thinking when other places where the, the quality is and the bad quality is more, more obvious, then maybe it is easier. To, but all of these, uh, you don't go wrong. You get the size you want, and uh, you can count on them being high-quality trees. Because of all those things uh, Trace talked about, the cutting the stumps and uh, selection. What what are you going to have, the Ford kind? Three. three. Uh, we're going to have Nordmans, which uh, they're a great tree. They hold real well. And if you're allergic to trees, that one uh, you're less likely to be allergic to. Uh, very popular in Europe. Uh, we're going to have the noble firs. So if you, if you like trees that have gaps in them and you can hang... Those big, heavy ornaments, that's the tree for that. My favorite is Fraser fir. Uh, I've, I've had a Fraser fir for probably the last 30 years. And then the live Christmas tree. The still, those, are, those are here. They're here. And they're what here. do we, we got? We got Aleppo. We got Aleppo. We got Stone. We got Leland Cypress. We got Cedar Deodora. We've got uh, Blue Point Junipers, Spiral Blue Point Junipers for those who want to have a... An interesting shaped Christmas, yeah. Christmas tree. Now, those, if you want uh, real detailed information, there there are a number of articles on in the archived on uh, plantanswers.com. I'll try to write an article uh, soon for uh, We sold a, a lemon tree this morning on the sale price that the person was going to decorate as a, their Christmas tree. That's a good idea. Yeah. Because the foliage is so pretty it's, on it's those definitely pretty. citrus. Hmm. And uh, they, well, they, that's the whole idea of the live Christmas tree is, and you put it into your landscape. Have have the spot selected where you're going to put it in the, the landscape, and then uh, use it for the decorated tree, and then move it into the take over that landscape uh, tree. And there's a lot of people in San Antonio have done that, including me. Yeah, when I grew up on the farm in Canada, we had our entire yard was surrounded by these incredibly beautiful spruce trees so that was our christmas trees well that the cedar deodora that we have over there that that would remind you of uh oh, oh what is that's pretty close that's, to that's, the spruce yeah. tree the look is yeah mm-hmm. i mean it's it's nowhere near the same tree but from a distance uh you wouldn't know well, wouldn't especially know if they're pruned up for uh those are pretty do you see them i haven't I seen jerry park right next to one this morning yeah. So. Right. so yeah i'll take a look at that there is, some of them are even in decorative wooden boxes, so it would be a great a great tree for uh, decorate up for Christmas. So again, when when did the Christmas trees come in? They the first truck is the 16th. Okay, so that's this coming no next week. No, this coming this, Friday. This coming Friday. All right, so get ready, and they're going to be ready. For sale? Uh, we we will be 100% functioning by the day after Thanksgiving, but there there will be a limited selection up be- before then. Okay, all right, great. Anything else we got going on? That we got people get here before five. If we can get in on any other kind of sales specials. Well, I I would. Uh, we've had a lot of saws people in today, so today is the last mm-hmm. day. If you signed up to get one of the saws coupons, we still have a good selection, and. Uh, 
so we can fulfill those. So now, do they get to use the coupon today? or If they signed up for it already, right. they, they had to have already have been approved okay. and gotten the email. All yeah, right. they got to get okay. they got to pick their plans up today, don't they? they or pick them out and pay. pay. Yeah. Okay, by 5 o'clock today, folks, let's get going. Millburgers at 1604 in Boverde Road. And... Um, well, it's it's just a shame that the cyclemen aren't on the uh, on the coupon list. Yeah. You know, maybe you should just go load up some more in his car for before we're done the show, and then. Well, I can I can go print the coupon for you if it helps. It says four eighty eight. You know, because it's getting it's getting harder and harder for me to get a second and third fourth mortgage oh, every yeah. year. To, every uh, year, just for the cyclemen. <laughs> no, they're they're well they're well worth it. And we got pansies on sale too do. that you don't have to worry about covering. Well, and that when we were talking about the pansies, that reminded me that I was given orders to bring another uh, bunch of violas or violas. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah. yeah, we got a great Judy. Violas Judy, out there uh, right now. yeah. And Judy loves them. Uh, she likes those little flowers, and she likes that kind of shrubby growth. A lot of times they recede too. We did get in some blue bonnets as well. Uh, uh, just blue blue bonnets. Blue, 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 blue bonnets. Lady bird. Yeah. You have to. Clarify, we had, have to clarify that for the, uh, we'll the Texas because he he said there's different colors of blue bonnets, and me being not very smart at all, I thought the blue bonnet was a blue, and I didn't realize. Well, so you, I said, "Should we call them like red I blue bonnets?" The Aggies got into this. Uh, <laughs> they, they were experimenting to find a uh, maroon blue a maroon bonnet. blue bonnet. Yeah, I would figure. It and out. we did. Uh, we they, they did accomplish we did. it. We did. Actually, they, those are natural colors that were just selected. For yeah. Selected, but we had that we had that debate yesterday about the blue blue bonnets. And the I had to explain bonnets. to him yeah. that blue bonnet is one word, so if you have a different color type, you have to say like red blue bonnet, bonnet yeah. or red yeah. blue bonnet. But of course, you had to talk real slow. He's got that Texas yeah, shirt. Yeah, got uh, that shirt Texas on shirt. On. Yeah, I already got. I told you I got chastised already for wearing this Texas. <laughs> I'm okay with it. I'm it's yeah, a great color. <laughs> you know what? But yeah, it's a burnt orange goes with everything. It does. <laughs> we got a, we got burnt orange blue bonnets. How about that one? <laughs> I'm waiting for the Aggies to come up with that, but I don't think they. Will. I don't think they will. Well, they actually, a few that. years ago, some University of Texas people. Uh, well, maybe I was thinking they got uh, convinced that there were some bird yeah, orange yeah. in there, and a whole bunch of them were planted, and they didn't turn out to be burnt orange. Uh, it turned out to be maroon, turned out probably. A and M maroon. Yeah, it was such a oh, uh, okay. such an error. You know? Everything wants to go maroon. You'll have you'll have red and maroon. I, I think I have red too. Oh, do you? I believe so. I I, I thought it'd be another month almost. Three weeks, four nah, weeks. I'm pretty sure I got red. Okay, good. So you can get your red blue bonnets and your blue blue bonnets. And we're working on a white. A white blue bonnet. I mean, we're increasing the seed of white. We came up with white. The first, first yeah. white was the first one that we came up with. Years ago. White is a uh, UT color. It well, is. One of them. It is. Yeah. So, yeah, that'll work. And so, so can, can we, we get take, something we'll take that as a win? Yeah. Well, well when you have burnt orange, uh, the only other color that goes with it is white. <laughs> well, the same with maroon. <laughs> oh, that white and maroon is something to see. It clashes. Yeah. And so, so we if if you wanted red, white, and blue, 
Well, there you go. We can We've already that. got the blue, right? Yep. So I don't have to. We don't have to find that one. And um, I want I want a solid answer on this one because I was told this when I moved down to Texas 24 or five years ago or whatever. Is it illegal to pick wild blue bonnets? People from Texas are. It's illegal. Yeah. Anybody well, that's what not. It, what it's illegal is is to clear is to get them off the side of the road. That's what I'm saying. Like when they're wild, you can't pick them off the side of the well, road. Well, no, it's yeah, it's just. Uh, I think it's a certain not, lupine. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's not, not illegal to pick blue bonnets. It's just the uh, off the side uh, of the road. Even uh, other wildflowers off the side of the road too, right? Or yeah, they, yeah, yeah, right, right. So it's not right. just blue bonnets. It faces uh, public property. Oh, that's a law they use. That's interesting. But people, uh, people are pretty generous about that. When you have a, a a side of a road just overwhelmed or a field overwhelmed with blue bonnets. Most people are not. Uh, yeah. Don't get too upset. So it's not the, the blue bonnet kid police. Picks a few little blue the, bonnets. The, one, the thing that does the most damage is butt blight, where they sit sitting their on them. Oh, down yeah, and they, they take, take the pictures. pictures. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, butt blight can be. Yeah. Uh, That's uh, Dr. Jerry Parsons. It, it can be a terrible thing. Dr. I've seen it wipe out entire plantings. Just uh, because they plant their butts on the plants. Uh, on the plants, yeah. I trace save us from this. Uh, the blue bonnets. You're the radio are, professional. <laughs> professional? The blue blue bonnets are in two inch, right? Did, did I see uh, yeah, the they're blue? two. They're peapots. Yeah. Well, uh, guess what? It's time to take a break. <laughs> trace, thank you very much for coming you, on out. You don't remember how much they are six pack? Uh, of course I do. They're two ninety nine. And you can pack. get them right now at Millburgers, 1604 and Balverde Road, open till 5 today. Yep, but uh, it is limited, so I would suggest you calling in. Mm, come on, uh, yeah, give us a call. it's worth it. Get your blue bonnet, but it's worth hey. it just to come to see the site. What's the phone number if they want to call? 210-497-3760. 210-497-3760. All right, we're going to take a break. We have open lines, 210 210- 308-8867, 210-308-8867. We'll be back here in just a couple of minutes on Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bull Road. And now is the time to get over to Millburgers. Fall is for planting, and fall is a time to save at Millburgers. For instance, our best landscape shrubs like dwarf Yopon holly, dwarf Burford holly, waxleaf ligustrum, red tip photinia, and more are on sale in the three gallon container, regularly $19.99, now just $11.88 while supplies last. And this is the final week. It's also the final week to save on perennials in the one gallon container. Mexican heather, rosemary, salvia, lantana, regularly $6.99, now just $4.18. You'll save on shade trees, 30% off of 10, 15, and 30 gallon shade trees as well. Fruit trees are on sale in the five gallon container, regularly $34.99, now just $24.88. You'll find savings on citrus trees, cyclamen, pansies, and much, much more at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. 
Homeowners, you know all too well, in San Antonio, we get damaging hail. That hail can wreck not only your roof, but other parts of your home. Did you know that your homeowner's insurance not only covers damage to your roof, but also damage to your deck or wooden fence? Barry Hegendorf of Deck and Patio Care at 822-9147 can help you reseal and repair that damage and make it look new again. And if you've already met your deductible because of other damage, there may be no additional cost to you. Barry Hegendorf at 822-9147 of Deck and Patio Care has been helping homeowners improve the look of their decks, patios, fences, and homes since 1985. And the incredible results speak for themselves. But check it out for yourself at deckandpatiocare.com. You'll see miraculous transformations and read testimonials of happy customers. So if your deck, fence, or patio is damaged by hail, call Deck and Patio Care right now at 822-9147 or go to deckandpatiocare.com. This is Mark Sadaski for Mark Sadaski Jewelers. Is your jewelry in good repair? Do you have rings that are out of shape or with stones that are loose or missing prongs? Do you have chains or bracelets that need attention or stones that need replacing? Mark Sadaski Jewelers wants to help. Bring your jewelry to us and we'll save you 20% on the cost of the repair. We'll even give you 20% discount on diamonds up to 20 points that need to be replaced. Don't risk losing a stone or even worse, a bracelet or a neck chain. At Mark Sadaski Jewelers, we believe believe in preventing loss. Another common problem is our rings tend to shrink. I think it has something to do with being too close to Mexican food. We can resize your rings so they fit properly and comfortably. We do our work in-house. Your jewelry never leaves our control. Come in now and save 20% on your repair. Mark Sadowski Jewelers, a family tradition in San Antonio for 85 years on Northwest Military Highway. Call us at 210-377-1818. That's 210-377-1818. When a challenge rises up, do we let it stand in our way or go the distance to overcome it? I didn't want to stay at the bottom. But after I was shot four times in Afghanistan, I was told I'd never walk again or have feeling below my waist. If I even survived, I felt paralyzed physically and mentally. There were many times where I took two steps forward only to be knocked back five. When I struggled to get up my hill, depression and thoughts of suicide threatened to keep me down forever. My wife and healthcare providers were there to catch me and push me forward. I learned that psychological care is key to recovery from both physical and invisible wounds. It's been more than two years and my journey is still ongoing, but I know I won't quit. Decide now that I can, I will take the first step. Reaching out is a sign of strength. Visit realwarriors.net or call 800-874-2273. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer, 930amtheanswer.com. Also on your mobile device with the 930 AM, The Answer mobile um, device and app on your phone. And you can also get us on your um, Amazon Echo device through um, Alexa. Ooh, popcorn. Thank you, Calvin. Uh, you can do that um, by going and finding out how you can do that at uh, our website, 930 AM, The uh, .com. Uh, we got open lines right now at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. And during the break, uh, 
Um, Calvin went and got some popcorn from uh, <laughs> from the uh, inside Mill Burgers, and we were having a conversation. Trace is still here with us, and uh, we were having a conversation with uh, Dr. Jerry about poinsettias, and uh, they're going to be coming in. When are they coming in, Trace? Uh, they should be coming in. Just before Thanksgiving. Just before Thanksgiving. And we were talking about, um, you know, um, poinsettias. You know, you always see them around. It's, it's, it's a Christmas plant, but people keep them around and want them for their New Year's parties as well. So it's, you know. Well, they'll last for five months if you take care of them, especially these new selections are unbelievable. Yeah, and uh, the, these new selections, uh, of course, we'll talk about that more in the future, but uh, uh, these new selections are a lot more sensitive to drying out, a lot, lot less sensitive to dry, drying out than the old types were. They're, you would dry the old ones out, and they drop every green leaf on them. So what's, okay, what's the proper... I want to say I'm going to say maintenance for for keeping your poinsettias nice and. Why are we talking nice. about them when we got out the all these? We already talked about your cyclamen already. <laughs> <laughs> we got to give equal time for eek for every plant. Now, you'll have, you'll have to wait until Calvin's article comes out about cyclamen or about, about poinsettias. Oh, we got to wait. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll have to wait. He just, he's just curious they, about they poinsettias. So. They don't. <laughs> I just like saying poinsettias. <laughs> they don't start really uh, selling them until uh, uh, the week before Thanksgiving. Which is that would be next. That'd be next, next week. week. Next week. That's why I asked Trace was he getting them in next week. Tell tell us about the mums though too, Trace, because they are. Ready for action right here. Oh, you bet. Uh, we've got all of the larger mums at half price and all of the six-inch mums at $1. Really? Wow. So and this is a great deal. Mums are perennial. Most people don't realize that. They'd use them as a, a show and throw. But if you just take care of it, let the winter freeze it back down to the ground, and it'll come back out, and it'll bloom every fall for you, and they get better with age. Uh, the older it is, the more it's maintained and cut back. It can be that much more spectacular the following year. But That's not on the special list. It's an in-store special. In-store special. Uh, we'd have been talking about Unadvertised special. Yeah. Well, Jerry and I have come to the conclusion, too, that here you know, in San Antonio, you may as well let them bloom in the spring and the fall. Sure. Um up north, you know, we always made the big deal about trim them off so they just so you have a big boom in the fall. But I don't. It really doesn't. With our long growing season, it really doesn't seem to be much of an advantage. And I always so heard, can, I always heard an old wives' tale. Probably wrong. But for every bloom you you have in the spring, it's one less bloom you have in the fall. That's right, kind of the old, yeah, the old theory. But I don't think I don't it's think so. I don't think it's true here. Say that again. The more you have in the for every bloom that you get in the spring. It's one less bloom you get in the fall. Why? Now, in Canada and Minnesota, that may be more likely to be true. Yeah. Because hmm. you're going to jam in the... Yeah, the but space. we've got time for vegetative growth to occur, especially if you fertilize them, water-soluble fertilizer, and uh, to, to actually grow back from, from the place that they had a bloom. So, again, um, since we're getting into this, I think the freeze. Now, we're, we're debating whether the freeze will start tonight or tomorrow. It is tomorrow night. Yeah. 
and people can, as we mentioned before, come get their uh, the coverings like the blankets and uh, all that kind of stuff as well. Should they cover tonight? Uh, we're we're not. We're gonna we're gonna cover tomorrow afternoon uh, a little early so we can trap some of the heat underneath the cover. Well, if you're if you're being conservative, you to, to tomatoes, you've got a well, they're tomato not like growing tonight. area. Then, then it might be. Yeah, tomatoes and peppers, those aren't going to like tonight, but most everything's going to be fine. Okay. So, so, um, so you guys will cover tomorrow, but um, it's not. Ex- is this freeze expected to be? Uh, I know I've seen Tuesday, uh, Monday, Tuesday, but is it expected? It's not to get? expected to be a freeze, but just a, uh, a what did you call it, Jerry? A hard frost? Yeah, hard frost. So, would we expected that to go through the week, or is it just? A- I looked like to me it was two nights. I saw 28 for Monday night and 30 for yeah, Tuesday Yeah, you saw 28? 28, 29. I'll look at it again. Next week? This coming like the next couple of days. Yeah. Yesterday when I when I went you back. You got Kevin excited now. Look at, when, look at when, I got, when I went back to the station yesterday, it said 35 oh, yeah. for Monday. But it is? It is? Yeah. Yeah? A 28? Sunset of 32. Wow. 32 so, on when? Tomorrow? Tomorrow. Wow. So it is going to get ch- chilly. That's for, and, that, and, again, I, I think I asked this yesterday. Is this early for this kind of a temperature? We, we have frozen as early as Halloween before. So oh, so this is. There's, there's never one pattern mm-hmm. to say, yes, this is normal or unnormal. And we've gone the as long as nearly Christmas, too. Get, if we may, yeah, we go quite often. We don't make it past much past Christmas, but we have in past years. Yeah. So if if you've got a question about covering your plants and you're you're not sure if you're on your way out here, you can. Uh, if we're off the air, you can ask any of the um, any of the folks here at Millburgers about covering your plants. If you want to get on the phone right now, if you have a question about covering your plants and when you should do it, and you can call right now at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. We're here uh, on the air till 2, but the uh, nursery is open until 5 o'clock. When are you guys open tomorrow? 9 to 6 tomorrow. 9 to 6 tomorrow. So uh, come on by and um, ask ask your questions. If we're not here, you can ask anybody here at Millburgers about uh, the cold weather that's uh, I say cold weather. The cool weather that's coming in <laughs> here into our area in the next couple of days. Uh, you, y'all still sell blankets? Yes, we do. Okay. It comes in three sizes. So uh, there's three different, four sizes, excuse me. There's three different ones that are round and have a drawstring in them. Okay. And then there's one that is a big rectangle with no drawstring. Well, that's all the white that we, that we have. Is there a specific covering for, like, specific plants that would be better, or is it pretty much whatever you want? Well, plants stay warm the same way you do. So the more dead air space you create, the warmer they're going to stay. So uh, it's kind of like uh, undershirt, shirt, sweater, coat that we would do. They're going to want the same thing. So well, and then we... A small freeze is just one layer is good Yeah, enough. there's a second tier when it's going to be extra cold real solid freeze then then we talk about a heat source and all right we mechanics lights and uh 
poultry heaters and what, Jerry, what did you mention, the other kind of? The old-fashioned C7 and C9 lights, not the new ones. But the, yeah, the don't get the. <laughs> don't get, don't yeah, get the LED the ones. The lead, yeah, yeah. the lead, lead, lead lights. When I bought those, all those uh, mechanics light, the uh, mechanic light. guy was just, didn't, couldn't figure out why I wanted those old-fashioned bulbs in there. You know that. You know, hey, on we, we we have a we have a caller on line one, and it's he's in Fair Oaks. Steve Brown is on line one. Steve, how you doing? Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. We can. Whoops, I'm on speakerphone. Come on, speakerphone. Is that correct? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, we we can hear you, Steve. All of us can hear you. So, all right, good. I listen to you guys all the time because I need plant advice. But when you start talking about the weather, start messing it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, clar- clarify, clarify for us, please, Steve. <laughs> we thought you were retired, and we would yeah, have to yeah, take you're over. Not supposed to, you're, you're not supposed to be the meteorologist anymore. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, you never. You're once a meteorologist, always a meteorologist. I've been like this since I was six years old. But uh, and it's not going to freeze tonight. Number one, tomorrow night it will freeze in the hill country, but I think here in town we'll have a breeze blowing, so tomorrow night it probably will not freeze. I can't guarantee that, but I doubt it. And Tuesday night is the night we're really vulnerable because the winds will drop off, it'll be clear, and we'll have radiational cooling and all that good stuff. So Tuesday night is more critical in town. Now, Millburgers is on the north side, so... Uh, I don't think they're high enough to freeze tomorrow night, but they're going to be close, so I would not risk my stock, that's for sure. Well, Steve, what are you growing? We got a report from staff that you had been here a few times at Millburgers. You got got anything in in the ground? Tomatoes. I got them from Millburgers, and my tomatoes are big and green. They look great. I was hoping uh, you you were talking also about the average... Uh, first freeze day that normally is just after Thanksgiving. So this is a little bit early, and you're right. Some years, we had a year a few years back. I can't remember which one, but it was we didn't get a freeze until January. It was after the New Year. So it varies from year to year, but this is a little bit early coming in mid-November. What about the rainfall, Steve? Is this pretty much more than we're used to at this time of the year? Yeah, it's, oh, man. Well, it's a record. <laughs> yeah. yeah, see, Calvin, he knows that. <laughs> yeah, we had... He's from Canada, money. Steve. <laughs> hey, I, hey I'm, I'm doing the metric system here, okay? I'm working on that. <laughs> he's yeah, one of those invading done. immigrants, but he's coming no, no, from no, the no, other no, 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 I'm from the other, I'm from the other border. I'm, I'm coming from the other way, and I've been here already. <laughs> Don't let Calvin give you any heartaches there. Like oh, yeah, he's from that. he's from Minnesota, so he's pretty close to up there too. We can almost consider that a different country too. I like boys so, say Minnesota, Minnesota, Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I first started when I first started working in radio down here at another radio station, I got people calling me saying, "Are you from Are you from Minnesota?" I said, "Ah, close, a little northwest of there." <laughs> uh, in, uh, New, in New England, we call it Minnesota. Minnesota, yeah. <laughs> have you, Steve? Have you checked out your uh, orange trees at the station, KSAT? Oh man, look, I have 
as you know, I planted two orange trees from seed when my uh, old boss died in his memory. Uh, that was just like in 20, oh God, 20, it was only four, four and a half years ago. Both seed and one of the trees is loaded with oranges. And I'm not sure what kind of orange it is. Have you, has anybody tasted it? We were wondering about the, uh, how the fruit tasted that first year when it's only been five years, basically. Hey, guys, I hate to uh, interrupt, but we are basically out of time. Steve, thank you very much for everything. And uh, thank you very much. And we, we miss you on TV, buddy. Thank you. I'll keep listening. All right, thank you, Steve Brown, for calling in and giving us the scoop on the weather, guys. Yeah, we're just we're uh, running um, close to uh, the end of the show, and it's nice for Steve to call in, and he's a big gardener as well. What other garden show has a meteorologist? We got our own meteorologist. There you go. Steve Brown can call anytime. So he just probably frustrated with us in our Uh, weather. Guys, it's not going to freeze. So there you go. So Tuesday is looking like the day that we will get the hardest of of the freeze. So again, um, Millburgers is um, open until 5 o'clock today at 1604 in Balverde Road. Um, Guys, thank you very much for letting me uh, sit in here on the porch with you all. Did we have a choice? No, you didn't. No, you didn't, because I turned your microphones on or off. So there you go. Milton Glick will be back next week after his adventures at Accordion Camp. So uh, stay tuned, everybody, because coming up next is uh, going to be Gun Talk with Tom Grisham. That's coming up right after the news here on 930 AM, The Answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.